This episode is sponsored by independent Swiss luxury watchmaker Ulysse Nardon. Ulysse Nardon has continuously reset the boundaries of watch engineering and design thanks to its long-established technical excellence and its unconventional approach to watchmaking. To find out more, visit ulysse-nardon.com. That's U-L-Y-S-S-E-N-A-R-D-I-N.com. Ulysse Nardon. You're listening to The Luxury Item, the podcast on the business of luxury and the people and companies that are shaping the future of the luxury industry. Here's your host, Scott Kerr. Private jet demand has soared in the years since the COVID-19 pandemic, as travelers and businesses opted for safer flying options and wealth for high net worth individuals has skyrocketed. This, combined with supply delays due to global supply chain and staffing difficulties, has made the ever more popular sector even more expensive. One company in the private business aviation sector that has shown tremendous growth over the past few years is Vistajet. Founded in 2004 by Thomas Floor, the Malta-based Vistajet positions itself as the first and only global business aviation company. VistaJet built its business using a subscription membership model, which allows members to have access to an entire fleet whilst paying only for the hours they need. The company has a fleet of over 360 private jets operating in over 187 countries. My guest on the luxury item is Leona Key, president of VistaJet US, a role that she has held since September 2018. With her leadership, her team is responsible for growing the customer base in North America, the biggest and fastest growing market in business aviation. The North America region has seen double-digit year-on-year growth for VistaJet over successive years. Ms. Key has over a decade of experience in capital markets and business aviation finance prior to joining VistaJet in early 2016. She also held various roles at Global Jet Capital, Guggenheim Partners, and BNP Paribas. Welcome to the luxury item, Leona. Hi, Scott. Really excited to be here. I'm so glad you can join me. I'd love to start off by talking about your business model. VistaJet offers what you call an asset-free model to clients that you say eliminates the expense and burden of owning a private jet. You use a subscription model that bills by flight hours and provides private travel to and from airports around the world, among other things. Can you explain the advantage of asset-free versus the more traditional fractional or full ownership model? Yeah, of course. Um, I think, Scott, when uh, an aircraft is a really large, expensive assets, most importantly, I think I'll just start by saying that it's an asset that always depreciates. So it's like a car, if you think about it from a car, right? The, everybody knows if you drive a new car outside uh, from a showroom, it depreciates immediately 20%. Now, aircraft is the same. So traditional model is that you, you go out and you buy an aircraft, or you buy into uh, you know, a fractional model, or you can go out and charter someone else's plane. Um, where in the first two cases, you have access and the experience of an aircraft ownership experience, right? That means that a guaranteed availability and you know exactly what's gonna happen when you go to the airport because that's your plane or the program that you bought into. Um, but at the same time, as owner of the aircraft or part of the owner of the aircraft, that you're experiencing the asset depreciation. And in terms of if you're owning aircraft, you obviously need to worry about the, uh, you know, to take care of the aircraft, the maintenance, the insurance. 
Um, so our business model is that let us, we're telling our customers around the world is that let us take care of the aircraft. We're owning the aircraft. We're taking care of all the aspects with assets, including the, the depreciation, the management. And as a consumer, the only thing you need to worry about is that now how many hours am I flying? Am I using a year? So you're buying those hours per year. You're subscribing to those hours per year. Um, and you're good to go, right? So it's a very transparent way in terms of, of pricing. So if you're someone that let's say you're flying 100 hours a year, you would kind of know ex exactly how much your private aviation ex uh, spend would be in the next three years. Um, so it gives you all the benefits in terms of aircraft ownership. So it's guaranteed availability is 365 days around the world and it's a fixed hourly rate. 365 days and anywhere you are in the world. So when you're meeting with a CEO and the CFO, even more, who currently owns or thinking of owning a corporate jet, what's your pitch to them? Why should they be a member? Of course. So there, um, I think it's a little bit different, right? Um, when we talk or my team talk to a CEO or a CFO of a company, so there are different folks. So now when we talk to CFO, what a CFO wants to know the most is, is the spend. What's my cash flow? How do I forecast? Because that's a CFO's job. They need to make sure that the company, from a financial perspective, um, where what are the expenses? What are on the balance sheet? So that's where, um, for VistaJet, our subscription-based model, that's our biggest pitch to a CFO. Now, when we're talking to a CEO who's ultimately, in a lot of cases, the end user, right? So in our, in our business, we call the lead passenger. So what they want to know is, what is the experience, right? So, because the CEO is the one that's probably going to fly, right? let's say 200 hours a year or 400 hours a year on the road. Um, our pitch to them is that one, um, the benefits of flying privately or using general aviation rather than, than commercial aviation is that it's really a time machine, right? So where you could, when you're flying privately, you go through, um, you know, the security check and also just from end to end, there, uh, there, there are studies that show that on average, you will save 20% of the time when you're flying privately compared to you, you take all your trips commercially. And it makes some of the trips that if you want to do from, you want to visit three cities a day and you want to go back um, to the original departure airport, which is home, is only in a lot of cases, is only possible when you're flying privately. And secondly, from a company for, for a CEO who's running a company, we actually, so I, I want to start by saying that a, a lot of our clients actually, um, they do own an aircraft, right? Where we're supplementing their solution because the advantage is that we're a company, we have over 300 aircraft in our fleet and the aircraft are different sizes. So from super mid to long range. So our value proposition is really that no matter where we you are in the world, we're offering you the guaranteed availability on our fleet. Um, with as, as little as 24-hour notice, with the same consistency in terms of safety, in terms of uh, service. Um, so you know exactly what you're going to get around the world, right? No matter it's from New York to LA, or it's from Hong Kong to Bali, or it's from to London to Zurich. Um, and one aircraft can't do that because one, one aircraft needs to be maintained. And sometimes that one aircraft does go, um, you know, mechanical happens. 
Um, and most importantly, one aircraft only comes with, with one set of range. Some aircraft flies five hours, other aircraft flies 10 hours, um, where we have a fleet that will can be tailored to the exact mission. So that's what a CEO would want to know because it will make their schedule more efficient. Now, I know VistaJet offers three types of memberships, uh, program, corporate, and I think a newer one is VJ25. What are the main differences in terms of benefits and services between the programs? Of course. So these are actually what you mentioned. Um, I think they're on our website as well. They're actually, um, we so we have one, uh, the program, the flagship program is called the uh, Flight Solution Program, which is FSP, right? Um, the, the that's That's the program. Now, a VJ25 is a version, it's a smaller version of that program. So our, our program starts at 50 hours per year. The VJ25 is for um, flyers that don't need as many hours as you can, you know, the name can tell you that it's uh, 25 hours per year. So it comes with certain restrictions. And the corporate program is really um, like your last question we talked about, you know, what we pitch to a CEO and CFO. So the corporate program is really, we do a little bit uh, more tailored towards a big corporation. So what is a, you know, big corporation needs in terms of business flying compared to an individual that are flying to their big, um, you know, holiday locations is that a big corporation may have multiple lead passengers, right? Because you have your chairman, you have your CEO, and you have your CFO, they might use the plane on different continents. Um, and some corporates, they might already own their own aircraft. So when we talk to them, we treat the program a little bit. So a lot of times it becomes that, how do we supplement their fleet? How do we make it truly seamless and 365 this year? A year? But in a nutshell, this, the three, um, you, you asked the, the program, the VJ25, and then the corporate, they're really a different aspect of one program. Mm -hmm. We, with the Vista family, we do have another program um, that is a charter program, which is with our, uh, one of the subsidiaries with a group, which is the EXO program. So that's um, a pay-as-you-go program. Uh, we have, we offer a membership to that program. Someone can buy into a membership and then we will provide them charter options. So which program drives most of your business? Well, the flight solution program is absolutely the heart and soul of our business. Bookings for private flights began to accelerate in 2020 as the wealthy and business travelers sought to avoid crowds and COVID-19 restrictions in place at airlines. Pilot shortages and cutbacks to services at smaller airports also attracted private flyers. Even last year, as passengers returned you know, by the millions to commercial airlines, U.S. private jet companies continue to report strong bookings. You know, Some recent metrics now suggest the white hot market has begun to cool a little bit and a little bit more manageable and at a sustainable level. Are you starting to see signs of the throth over flying privately receding a bit, or are you still seeing sustained growth? I think uh, I like to answer the questions in two folds, right? I think one is uh, we just talked about, you know, our program. One is a really high touch, high end, our subscription based model, which is the flight solution program, the program. And the other one is the um, the charter program, the membership that we offer to our clients. During the pandemic, I think there is a, you know, we talk about there is a, a real uptick to the, the private uh, aviation. And as a company, we see a lot of newcomers that join the company. I would say majority of those newcomers really joined us um, on the charter side which means that, you know, in the past they were flying commercially and during pandemic, 
they they could afford flying privately, but um, they wanted to see how things go in a lot of cases, right? They will come in, they will buy a charter flight here and there, and especially on routes that um, commercial flights that they cancel those routes. So those those customers come in, and then the other surge that we see on the program side is uh, we had customers before that they would use a combination of of VistaJet and commercial flying. For example, someone will fly in the United States and in Europe intercontinent privately, and then they will do the long routes via uh, commercial, right, first class. Mm -hmm. And during pandemic, a lot of that, they increased their usage because they would fly uh, privately uh, exclusively during the pandemic. Now, we um, we just actually, we just announced our first half num uh, numbers in 2023. We had record numbers of new VisaJet members joined VisaJet, but most importantly, we actually saw a increase in terms of add-on hours, which is our existing clients that they love the product, they're adding on the hours, where we do see a little bit softening in terms of on the charter side that that you know, for for the clients that are taking two to three flights a year, that they were doing those, maybe they they did one probably they did the other two with commercial airlines during the pandemic. They did all three of those flights um, with privately, and now post pandemic they're returning to to the commercial routes, so they're keeping that one flight uh, privately. So on that side, we saw a little bit of slowdown, uh, but that's a great thing about. You asked me uh, last question, what is the heart and soul of our business? The the business that underpins our entire Vista group is definitely the subscription-based flight solution program, where we do offer our charter, um, our charter program now to supplement some of our flyers and some of the our members own, you know, both the program and then they have the charter program, right? Because people have different needs right. in terms of when they're doing different missions. Um so on that side, we see a little bit softening, but the great thing is that with the subscription-based model, there is a really big, there is a stickness to the program. One, the program is three years, and two is that when you experience that consistency, because it's a replication to ownership, people actually stay, they don't leave. I think the amount of add-on hours is really a testament to that. VistaJet operates a large number of Bombardier business aircraft in its fleet. You've been a top customer of aircraft manufacturer Bombardier for a long time. Can you talk about the business relationship between the two companies? Yeah, of course. I mean, we, um, like you you mentioned, I mean, we are, are the majority of our fleet, especially before our acquisitions, they are Bombardier aircraft. Um, we love the aircraft. So we work with the aircraft. Um, you know, our company we have is our iconic silver and red livery on the aircraft type. Um, and I think what's more most important is that I think we with the global seven thousand five hundred specifically, you know, is um is a game changing aircraft. It's right. really most advanced in the in the business aircraft category. Um, we really, our chairman and founder, really as a company and also the executive committee, really saw that um, this is a fantastic product, and just um, just so you know, like each aircraft want a OEM announced an aircraft model, it usually comes out 10 years after that it's being announced, where because of a working relationship with Bombardier, we placed those orders over 10 years ago before we got our first delivery. And um, I think, and our customer loves that aircraft. Um, when it's delivered, I mean, it's a beautiful aircraft with a range, with the technology, 
So today, where the uh, where the where the operator with the largest fleets of that aircraft is global seven thousand five hundred. Our customers absolutely love that aircraft. How many do you own? Uh, we currently have eighteen on our fleet. And how many people can it carry? Uh, so the global seven thousand five hundred can carry fourteen passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, if as owner, if you buy it or operator, you buy it, you can design the aircraft yourself, right? With the VistaJet configuration, we are carrying 14 people because this obsolete is the private configuration. Um, and it can convert to six beds and sleep up to eight people. And how does having all these 7500s strengthen your brand compared to your competitors? Um, I think the 7500 really is an aircraft that um, I think it makes a lot of the routes, right, in the past, impossible to connect to now they're direct. So, for example, New York and Dubai, um, San Francisco and and Paris. So a lot of these routes and also London and Hong Kong. So these are the, the routes where um, uh, it comes back to um, to when we talk about CEO and what's the advantage of someone flying privately. Um, so it's really a time machine because the most valuable and important resource of our customer base is time. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough time and all they want to do is to how they can maximize their time, right? For the business with their family. So this aircraft really makes that possible. So to, to eliminate that eliminate that fuel stop and it cuts about 30 to 40% of the time when you can't fly direct, you have to do somewhere you know, with a fuel stop. So that really make it really popular aircraft type with Fortune 500 companies that have operations on multiple continents. You know, as the U.S. was opening from the pandemic in 2020 and leisure travel was becoming more of an accepted practice, I would imagine the hot destinations your clients flew to in the U.S. were places like Aspen and Cape Cod, Miami and Wyoming, places like that. What destinations have been popular these days? You know, to name a few, like, you know, the ones that you talked about, they're, 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 they're very, very popular, especially Aspen, right? With winter coming, um, is, is going to, to go up. Aspen has always been popular, uh, you know, Palm Beach, Miami, and, um, uh, Caribbeans. I know that you asked exclusively in the United States, but Caribbean is definitely very, very popular. Um, people have been going to Utah and, uh, from the pandemic, believe it or not, one of the hot destinations that people actually go, um, is, it's Alaska. So people start to go to Anchorage because in the past we, we took a lot of flights, like, cause we see, you know, we do the few stop and a few change in um, crew change in Alaska, but now we actually fly clients there. They wanted to go. Um, there's the deep sea fishing and right. there's other adventures. People start to go there. We'll be right back after a quick break with more of my conversation with Leona Key. A pioneer in innovative technologies and the use of high-tech materials such as silicium, Ulysse Nardin is one of the few integrated watch manufacturers with the expertise to produce its own high-precision components and movements. In 2001, the brand changed the face of watchmaking by launching the Freak. Freak led a counter-revolution to traditional watchmaking and reshaped the art of horology. Today, Ulysse Nardin remains devoted to its quest for watchmaking perfection through four collections, Freak, Blast, Diver, and Marine. We're back with more from Leona Key. For most luxury brands and marketplaces, a large portion of their revenue now comes from its top customers. I'm sure that's the case with VistaJet as well. 
And they're pulling out all the stops to deliver value through curated, hyper-personalized and private experience for these high-spend customers. I know Vistajet has a program called Private World that specializes in creating these epic experiences for members through your preferred partners around the world. What top of the strata experiences do you offer your high-spending members that separates you from other hospitality brands that are also catering to the upper echelons of global wealth with their own exclusive experiences? I think for our clients, uh, you asked that if we we cater to to the top clientele of our company. So on average, I would say our clients they spend, you know, they're they're committed to us, right? Our smallest contract size, you're committing to three years. Someone is you're talking about committing to at least two million dollars to us, and the top end they're um, committing on average over, you know, you're talking about over ten millions to us. So all of these clients, what is very important for us is that. They're, they're absolutely the heart and soul of the company and what's their passion, what they're interested in. So as a company, we want to make it our business to know exactly what they like. How do we make their life just to bring it to the next level, right? Because like you said yourself, a lot of them already have access to a lot of things. Now, what we are trying to achieve is that I think the ultimate luxury in terms of flying um, where we are a private jet company in terms of flying is that how do we make sure that the client lifestyle from the ground to the sky is not being disrupted. For us as a company, we think that's the, the ultimate luxury. How do you make sure that your life is seamless, is not disrupted at all? So we spend a lot of time doing research um, and resources investment to make sure that happens. So for example, on board, we have a really good, uh, you know, private VVIP dining, our private dining, and we have all sorts of programs, the program for kids, for pets. Uh, we have 5G, KU band internet, you can do conference call on board. And now when our clients do go to a destination, it's so also our job, right? To help, to inspire them. We observe through the years what they're flying. Why, why are people flying to different destinations? So that's how our private world is was created. And when we're also working with a lot of our clients, right? You know, we have athletes as our clients. You know, we we collaborated with a lot of the uh, the top restaurants and top chef. So we created those once in a lifetime experience for our clients when they're when they're flying around the world. Like one example that you know I wanted to give you is, for example, we observed through the years that over eighty percent of our customers are art lovers. They absolutely love arts mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are the top collectors in the world. So we worked with uh, different art fairs and worked with uh, just different auction houses. When they're doing an auction, how, what can we do to make sure that, for example, our clients are going to Paris to, to attend an auction and this type of product that they were buying and how do we help them? To, to ship them home, for example. And before they get there, last year we did a collaboration with Fritz Arts. Our clients, when they're flying with VistaJet, they will be able to preview the, the auction items in the sky, so before everyone else. So that's something, is something that is hard, money can't buy, right? Because you could go there, but you have the luxury, you're, you're flying there, you can, you, can, you can preview the entire collection, what you're interested in before you get to that destination. So how do you choose brand and company partners for the private world offering? Um, so the brand that we're, we're choosing one, they're, um, you know, they're, they're top luxury brands, but most importantly for us as a, as a company, 
we are a global company. Our customers, we own, you know, we're very proud of our global 7,500 aircraft. That aircraft has a 17-hour range. Our customers are global citizens. We are, we're always working with brands that have, we try to tr pick brands that have global touch because the most important thing is that, you know, what we offer is that no matter where you are in the world, when you board a VistaJet, you have a home away from home feeling. A lot of the hotels, for example, we work with, they have their standards. So you go to, or restaurants we work with, for example, you go to a Four Seasons hotel around the world, you know what to expect. Or you go to a noble around the world, you know what to expect. So those are tend to be the brands that that we collaborate with. Because again, we wanted to make sure that our clients and customer have this consistency in terms of their experiences. The U.S. has been the shining star for luxury brands coming out of the pandemic. McKinsey reports U.S. consumer confidence is on the rise, but their spending continues to fall, even among the high-income consumer segment whose spending has been sliding most of this year. Are you starting to see some of your newbies, I'll call them, and mid-level members straying from private aviation back to commercial air travel? So I think our clients on the program side, they are the um, the the very much they're the ultra henna worth. They're spending um, haven't been affected as much to the where we do see, um, as I mentioned before, on the charter side, right. some of the um, the program that we offer. Sometimes people, you know, instead of taking, they were taking, for example, New York to to Paris privately. Now they're going back to commercial first class. We do see some of that. So are you finding new ways to retain them on the charter side, or you just focus on the you know zero point one percent of of our customers? Um, we are definitely focusing on the entire customer base, right? So our customer base, I would say, is zero point zero five percent of the yeah. of the population. We're focusing on the entire customer base, and I think um, to answer your question for the clients that that are doing a charter flight, right, from New York to Paris, I think the price compared to a commercial first class, um, you're talking about ten times, sometimes twenty times difference. Right. The price is very prohibitive. So if someone that during the pandemic people have to do it, they would do it. But you know they will also load up the plane. Like I mentioned, you know some plane you have the configuration you can seat up to fourteen passengers, but only sleep seven or eight. During the pandemic, we saw some flights that people load up fourteen uh, passengers. That means that not everyone can sleep, right? So I think those are the customers that they come back to their pre-pandemic traveling pattern. Something I like to point out is in our private aviation traffic, right? Even we're comparing now the traffic compared to pre-pandemic, that means that um, October, 2019, um, in terms of flight traffic, et cetera, we're still up. So those clients go back to their, their pre-pandemic travel. And then on the program side, we are, we are keeping the clients, we keep on uh, growing them. You've launched a number of interesting marketing campaigns in the last few years that cover a whole range of themes. Among all of them, it seems Onboard dining is a key strategy for VistaJet. What approach do you take to your catering program that meets the high demand of your members? You know, catering is something that, um, you know, people love to eat, right? My hands um, raised, yeah. Yeah, is a, is, is a very important aspect of everyone's daily life. And I think most importantly is that for our clientele, like I mentioned about time before, right? So the time is something that people don't have. So while they're flying, they want to eat and they want to make sure as as a as an operator, as a you know, as a company, what 
our job, ultimately how we develop the dining program is that we want to make sure that what they experience on the ground, they can experience in the sky. So we developed the program. We worked with thousands of restaurants and hotels around the world, right? And we have our 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 partners, the flagship partners. For example, we've been working with Nobu for for over a decade, and mm-hmm. we just launched the partnership with Milos. Um, those are the restaurants that we see that our customers love. Nobu even uh, created a dish that only for VistaJet, when you're flying forty thousand feet, you can. This is the only dish. This is the only place you can order from Nobu. Um, that's the uh, the dried miso salmon he created for for Vista. Now, what's the most important for for this? As I mentioned, right? So there's a lot of science that and research that again we put into it. Um, your taste bud on the ground and on the sky in the sky is a little bit different because of the altitude, because of the cabin pressure, because mm-hmm. of the humidity, and because of the noise level. So we did, we published a book is uh, Private Dining in the Sky to study that and how we can make sure that the providers we work with, that they understand this difference, where is from our private dining team, we work with the suppliers so we can, you know, we can make sure that we can provide that dish. So in the sky, they taste the same. So to provide our passengers the same experience. And another thing I want to highlight is that the really high-end dining is made possible by the aircraft type that we have because our aircrafts are very advanced. So for example, our global express series, we have the 5,000, 6,000. There is a, what is that called? A full range oven and a microwave. And then on the global 7,500 aircraft, there's even a sous vide oven. So you can cook anything in the sky that a michelin star restaurant will be able to cook. What if I just want a Chick-fil-A sandwich? We will organize that for you. We do have we do have clients. They prefer a Shake Shack burger in New York. <laughs> Drink with our, our really uh, nice curated wine collection. We do that for them. We also, uh, for Shake Shack, actually, for the burger, we also have our special way, right? So we don't just go to Shake Shack, grab the burger and then serve it on board because, you know, the, your, the bun will be, will be soggy. So right. what we do is that we pick up, we pick up them separately and we have the exact instruction. Then our cabin hostess, they will assemble them in the sky. You know, you also launched a pet program for furry flyers and a program designed specifically for children who are flying aboard. Are those two marketing programs a result of feedback from your members who fly with their families? Um, yeah, so that's a really uh, good question. So that's really the two programs is where we got a feedback from our crew they observe, right? So one in four flights, for example, that that VistaJet flies has um, has a pet on board. Um, and I think it's also close to, I need to get the exact stats actually, but I think it's close to half of the flights that VistaJet flights have a kid mm-hmm. on board. Um, when I say that there's a kid on board is for, um, for children and young adults under 16. So what we're doing is that because even though, right, the pets, um, you know, the kids, they're not lead passengers, but their experiences are really, really crucial to what our lead passenger's experience is, right? Because otherwise they can't focus on work or they can't focus on, on, on resting. Mm-hmm. So that's how we came about developing the Adventures in the Sky as well as the Vista Pet program. And it took us a long time, so two to four years to launch this program. Um, you know, we trained from from what we do with, you know, on board to the kids menu, the pets menu, 
And um, most importantly, we spent two years, for example, to train our flight attendants, the, the cabin hostess with Northern College in London, to have uh, knowledge and education on how to deal with children. And we also trained our, our, our flight attendants to be able to perform pet um, first aid. So there's a lot of thoughts and training going into those programs. And it really paid off because it's one thing that um, really differentiates from from the rest, from our peers, right? Again, the ultimate luxury is what you have on the ground, you can have in the sky. This past summer, VistaJet announced that it was overhauling the interior design of its entire aircraft fleet to give customers a more standardized, contemporary look and feel. Why the massive makeover now? We're constantly, you know, want to experience improve the experience for our customers. When we took our delivery of our Global 7500, the interior we designed had a fresh, um, you know, a fresh look compared to the original design, right? There's a color theme, it's a little bit different. Um, and the feedback was really, really good. So what we decided to do is that we're going to upgrading our entire fleet so that they would look like the Global 7500. So we use that as a template. And we started that with our large cabin business jet, which is the, you know, the Global 6000, the Global 5000, and then the Gulfstream G450. Um, another thing is that when we did our Wi-Fi upgrade, we were upgrading our entire fleet from the 4G to the 5G, the KU band Wi-Fi. We're putting the aircraft down to do the Wi-Fi, the antenna anyways. So at the same time, we did entire um, upgrade interior-wise for our aircraft. I want to talk about sustainability. The unprecedented spike in private aviation in the last two years has led to concerns over the amount of pollutants being emitted into the atmosphere. Recent studies have shown that on a per passenger basis, private jets generate 10 times more carbon emissions than commercial airlines. And sustainable aviation fuels have become more prevalent in the aviation industry in recent years, but they are expensive and not yet widely used. There have been talks of measures like including a transfer tax on all private jets, levying a fuel tax, implementing a surcharge on flights less than 210 miles. What actions is VistaJet taking to reduce its carbon footprint? Of course, that is a really good question. And we have, um, it's something that is really important to us as a company, um, because it's also something that's very important to our members. So VistaJet, we have always had a carbon offset program. We've been working with um, a program called South Pole. So we have been giving our clients the option to, to offset their carbon emission. Um, there, there is an option for them, they can opt in and we charge a certain amount and then we give the funds to South Pole to, to reduce carbon emission. Um, we have been doing our, our, our reporting to comply with, with all the protocols um, because as a company for VistaJet, we are aiming to be carbon neutral by 2025. And to talk about CEF, which is the sustainable aviation fuel, like you mentioned, it's very expensive. Um, and the reason it's expensive because it's not widely used, right? So about CEF is that the more that is being produced, the average cost will come down. Because the initial research, no matter what source that that is made, because on different companies and different countries, that CEF is actually made from um, the original source is a little bit different. So with the original facility, as well as research that got put into it, the more that is being produced, the price will come down. So VistaJet, we have been actively sourcing SAF and whenever we could buy it, we're 
we've been buying SEF. Recently, we actually just purchased another 200,000 USG of the SEF. Um, so we now start to put in our fuel um, to, we, we now start to put in, in all our flights where we, wherever we can to use SEF to, to reduce the carbon emission. And it reduced up to 80% of the emission that traditional fuel would uh, would produce. In an interview you did a few years ago, you stated that one of you and your team's goals was to increase the share of female passengers in your customer base from 5% to 25% over the next five years. So let's fast forward to today. Have you seen a movement from that 5%? Yes, actually, I'm really proud of that. I was looking at that um, just two weeks ago because we do we do a customer report and commercial reporting. Today, we're at around 11%. What do you attribute that to? I think there's a lot of factors in our, you know, the our society, uh, what, as you can see, could be changing, right? I think women now start taking a more and more important role, right? In the in the boardroom, in the, in the C-level women. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more women entrepreneurs. And I think that's the reason, right? Again, that's when women are being more successful um, as a company, we'll be getting more of those clients that, that are the lead passengers of women. We're starting to see jet services at leading luxury hotel groups getting into the aviation industry. Four Seasons has been doing private jet experiences since 2015, and Amana has also positioned itself for a share of the sky with its own fleet of long-range private jets. Do you see that as a growing threat to your business? No, actually, I don't, because uh, I don't really, I'm not familiar with, with the two programs, but these are the two companies that we do work with on our private world side. Um from my understanding, they're not those those fleets are not owned. They work with third party operators and they lease those aircraft. Um, Four Seasons, for example, Four Seasons have the um, I think it's eighteen seater. They they um, configure it. We call it the VVIP configuration compared to a private configuration. Our aircraft will be a private configuration, which the VVIP is all first class seats with Four Seasons logo um, and Four Seasons bedding, Four Seasons service. So what, from my understanding, the Four Seasons Amman are doing is that they are creating an itinerary for their guests to um, to travel between the the Four Seasons resorts, yes. for yes. example. It's a two-week itinerary. And it's a planned route, and you're sharing this aircraft with other um, Four Seasons guests. So it's a very, and they charge, I think it was, uh, there was a price for a couple, for two people. Um, it's a very, very experienced and 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 value proposition from from what we're doing. We're doing the the truly replication to ownership business aircraft. Uh, so it's is for business and it's for leisure. But I, what they're doing is is very different because it's a curated and planned itinerary. From your perspective, what do you see as the future of private air travel in terms of innovation, amenities, and services, things like that? Um, I think the private air travel, even in the past, in the past 10 years, right, because the environment a lot of times and also geopolitically, uh, you know, what happened with COVID is always about technology. That's why the the new aircraft, the new avionics, the Global 7500 is so great in terms of the uh, the cutting edge technology where it's not just about, you know, it is about very much the jet lag reducing technology, uh, but it's also, it's about safety, right? How do you navigate through turbulence? How do you, how do you know that? How do you get alert for geopolitical risk? So you could take action to make sure that your operation is safe. And in terms of onboard amenity luxury, 
Um, again, we see a trend where I think wellness is is what is the ultimate is a trend where because people what does people want? People want to you know live forever. Um, mm-hmm. How do they make sure that their life is healthy? Um, I think that's a trend in luxury. How do you make sure that you're not only just from you know physically but mentally? How do you have that that balance that wellness? What new marketing programs, collaborations, or business initiatives are you excited about over the next six months? Um, there are several where you know have a really good marketing team. The uh, they're always doing a lot of things uh, that are really exciting. Uh, a couple of things that I personally I'm really excited about is that we we launch we have a partnership, for example, with Montage Hotel and Collection in the United States, and we did a partnership with uh, where we started we launched a partnership with the Four Seasons in Hawaii, the resorts where we're flying our customers to the resorts from mainland the United States, um, and they offer certain benefits. We have our um, our partnership with Yellowstone, which winter is coming. Um, that's going to be I'm really excited about that. Um, and we also have a couple other ones. I don't think um, I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> really, uh, I'm really excited. I think going into the holiday season, and again, of course, last in the past couple of years, what we did with our private world, one of the things that that I think even I look at it, and we have a couple of clients that did it, was like, wow, it's called uh, uh, the family reunion. Is basically an around the world scavenger hunt that we work with with a company, with several concierge company around the world. Um, we still have clients. We look forward to clients booking at this holiday season so we can fly different aircraft around the world for, for family to meet somewhere and we give them clues so they can go to, uh, you know, do the scavenger hunt. Um, I'm always excited about that. So when I when I see a client booking that, it just is like, wow, that's the, the ultimate, you know, dream for like a family holiday vacation during the holidays. Leona, my final question is the luxury item question, which I ask all my guests. So if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only have one luxury item with you, what would that luxury item be? It can't be any form of air transportation, so you can't call any of your buddies at VistaJet or ExoJet. You can't call them to pick you up. It can't be any kind of water transportation or anything that requires mobile service to call somebody to get you off that island. It's just you, lots of sand lots of trees, lots of ocean. What would that one single luxury item you would like to have with you? Wow. I think, um, uh, first of all, I don't think that would be very good for me because I, <laughs> I always said when people said that, uh, you know, camping, like I'm not a camping person, I'll, I'll do glamping. So this outdoor, if you're talking about survival, this this will be a very bad situation for me, first of all. Unless you're talking about I'm I'm stranded in in Ibiza, you know, I would, yeah, or island of Manhattan. Like I know what to do, but <laughs> but if I were, um, when I vacation, when I travel, um, I love tropical vacations. Like you know, with sense, what I find that I cannot go without is the um, is the face spray mist. So either La Mer have them and Avian water, uh, you name it. I think I just spray them on constantly because. I feel like they keep me hydrated and with the number of hours I fly and travel each year, that's uh, that's one luxury item that I honestly go everywhere with. Leona Key, president of VistaJet US, thank you so much for joining me on the luxury item. Thank you so much, Scott. That's it for this episode of the Luxury Item Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you found this useful and entertaining, I would be really grateful if you can share it with a friend or colleague. I would love it if you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other listeners find us. The Luxury Item Podcast is a production of Silvertone Consulting. I'm your host, Scott Kerr. Until next time.